Hey everyone, and welcome back to the multi-dimensional journey. This is your host, Ayahuasca Carr. Welcome back to the YouTube channel and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for returning. And if you are new here, just know that this YouTube and podcast is all about uh, mental health, wellness, spirituality, and we talk a lot about ayahuasca preparation and integration. I am a trauma-informed ayahuasca preparation and integration coach, and today we're talking about um, being able to access your inner guiding intelligence and how to do this in a strategic way and in a way that is sophisticated. So inner guiding intelligence or intuition or our deeper divine compass is something that is inside of all of us. And it's often hard to access if we are, you know, worried a lot, we're maybe ruminating often, we're perhaps fearful um, of either the future or the past or we're replaying scenarios in our head, or um, maybe we have a dysregulated central nervous system. And all of these things can happen for multiple reasons, whether it's something in our current life that is stressing us out, that is essentially clouding or taking up too much space that we can't access the inner guiding intelligence. We are too consumed with, um, everyday to-do lists, everyday stressors, then we become focused and consumed by that. And so um, in order to access that inner guiding intelligence, that intuition, essentially that deeper knowing that's often heart-centered, right? Coming from the heart, just like a knowing, the, the connection with the divine, and however you access that, you know, on this channel, we talk a lot about ayahuasca. So it's ayahuasca is an incredible teacher of the divine and who we actually are and allows us to um, separate ourselves and see, you know, what is truth versus, you know, what is stress? What is trauma? What is a social program? What have, what have I been taught from my family or my culture? You know, that's essentially been passed down through generation, generation, ancestral trauma, that sort of thing. Um, that's not really, um, not really aligned with our authenticity or who we truly are. And I know I'm using a lot of different words here. So, you know, inner guiding intelligence can be also, you know, substituted with the words, um, authentic self, true self, uh, divine self, higher self, all of those words are perfectly fitted with inner guiding intelligence. And including myself, you know, and this is what I practice and also what I teach my students is being able to have daily practices that allow us to separate and see the truth and observe, you know, patterns that are a part of our systems, but not necessarily, you know, um, intergrinding intelligence, authenticity, that sort of thing. So these practices allow us, you know, just like ayahuasca, but also in our everyday lives to really see that clearly. I, I guess I, I really like to, I think about, um, in Buddhism, they talk about samsara 
And when you're so caught up in your mental patterns or you're lost in um, confusion or, or all these things, which these are still very important in terms of the healing journey and finding our authentic self and that sort of thing. It's really important though, to be able to observe it and be in a place of non-reaction, which of course is easier said than done, right? Um, but being able to, you know, they talk about, there's a word called samadhi, which is, you know, bliss or um, the God reality, you know, which is the opposite of samsara. So, you know, it's interesting, like these can also be illustrating aspects of ourselves. You know, last week we talked about um, self-parenting, the inner child and parts work. So this is very much along the lines of this too, being able to practice these things so we can see what is our, you know, our true selves, the true parts of us, and then the programming and how to work with all of these things um, holistically. Um, to not deny or push away these aspects of ourselves or these realities of maybe worry or fear or doubt, but learning how to observe them, tend to them and take care of them. And essentially, so we can feel more whole and more, more integrated. Essentially, you know, my, my big thing is knowing how to navigate these certain states. Cause to me, you know, especially, in integrating the spirit and the human experience. Like if we don't know how to navigate these things, then we will get lost in samsara or another, you know, phrase we could use is we can't see the forest from the trees essentially. So that is why, you know, the, the main pillars of what I teach are mindfulness, breath work, uh, and parts work. I teach other things and I have other approaches too, but those are the foundations. So we can, in the mindfulness, be able to slow down, to breathe, which is so important. I mean, just the slowing down and breathing is really, really important because that is when we can, you know, imagine like a tape that's on fast forward and like your central nervous system and your subconscious mind can't really see what's going on when things are going so fast, you know, and it's, it's really only when we slow down and we get into our parasympathetic nervous system that we can see things more clearly. We can see the forest from the trees. We can see that I'm in a react reactory state. I am triggered. I am seeing this with a clouded lens or a clouded perception. And it really does require us to slow everything down, to get still, to breathe, to be able to uh, separate all of that. And that often happens in the consistent practice of mindfulness. Mindfulness allows us to do a lot of things, but essentially be able to observe in the present moment, not judgmentally. So we are consciously observing ourselves on purpose, you know, that's like the intention, so to speak. And that allows us to work with, you know, all these aspects of mind and body and be able to essentially get information, you know, um, 
if things are coming through so fast and we're not stopping to kind of reflect, then it's, it's kind of going to get lost on us. Um, and then the breath work, you know, um, whether it be functional breath work or transformational breath work, these are the tools that will allow us to go deeper into the body, connect with the body. If things need to be released, you know, it can be done through breath work. Um, if we are seeking that separation and that God self that can definitely be accessed through the transformational breath work and breath work and mindfulness are incredible ayahuasca preparation and integration tools. Like, you know, the whole purpose of going to an ayahuasca ceremony is to learn the lessons, to receive the insights and the healings, and then to take them and embody them. And that's the hardest part, right? That's the most challenging part is to actually take the lessons and embody them. So the key is, is incorporating daily practices that support our intention of change, transformation, reclaiming our authentic selves and, and all that good stuff. And then last but not least, um, the parts work gives us a cognitive framework to relate to the aspects of self. So, you know, whether it's the inner critic, um, the part of us that has been abused, the part of us that is in survival mode, the God self, the higher self, the inner parent, all of these aspects, right, that are internal, that are inside, that are uh, make up our psyche and our personality, right? Understanding these parts is really, you know, freeing. And ultimately, if we're going to continue on the, the, the Buddhist theme here is, um, you know, liberation, being able to liberate ourselves from samsara with these practices, you know, to be able to see clearly what's happening internally so we can get in touch with that inner guiding intelligence, that intuition and knowing, knowing what's true. Yeah. So the mindfulness, the breath work, the parts work all work together to support this experience. Um, so a good way to begin this practice is actually just begin to, and if, if you haven't already um, started practicing this, um, this is kind of what this, this tip is for is maybe for beginners is like, just start to notice your thoughts, notice what your body feels like. That's probably the best place to start and ask yourself, do I feel expansive or do I feel contracted? You know, and neither one is good or bad. It's just all data, right? So if I'm in a contracted state, although when we're contracted, it doesn't really necessarily feel the best, you know, because if there's a experience of helplessness or feeling stuck, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. Uh, and that's why these tools are so powerful because it empowers us to be able to how to navigate them. So beginning to notice how you feel and practicing the mindfulness of breathing and sitting with yourself and maybe even taking some notes of the thoughts that come through and what your body feels like. And actually just in that act of slowing down, of observing, then we can start to unpack what's happening deeper down internally, right? Um, and 
with the breath work that also allows us to move through energies, emotions, maybe somatic stuckness in a different way. So essentially we can support ourselves and resource ourselves for different, different states that we might, we might be in. Um, so yeah, so taking a moment to observe, you know, using what I teach mainly for a breath. So four seconds in through the nose and eight seconds out through the mouth. And essentially what that is, is to help us downregulate, to get into our parasympathetic nervous system, to feel calm and to cultivate a practice of being able to observe and essentially be present. Um, because when the body is in fight or flight or even freeze and dissociation, it's really hard to basically process anything. Um, but when we are able to access just through the breath and through mindfulness, being able to downregulate and then, then we can see clear more clearly then I can start to observe and describe my, my experience and then I can begin to unpack it. Um, and the functional breath work, usually what I teach people is either um, breath of fire or uh, Wim Hof inspired breathing techniques or just what I described uh, right there, which is the four eight breath, basically tools to work with different states and everyone's different. You know, that's how I work with people is just meeting them where they're at and finding a breath work routine, like a daily functional breath work routine that's going to work for them. And then the transformational breath work, which is a totally different experience where you do circular breathing for about 30 minutes uh, paired with music to create a non-ordinary state of consciousness where you just can experience yourself in a different way. You're able to um, not get so caught up in default patterns and be able to um, get insights, downloads, somatic release, all of that. Very much like that occurs in the ayahuasca state, but it's much more contained. You're definitely more in control, which is what I, I love about it. You know, it's more accessible and functional on a, on a weekly or a daily basis than some, you know, than doing ayahuasca every day, for example. And that it's so, that's why it's so incredible for the integration. And then, um, starting an inner child and reparenting practice and essentially how you can get started with this. And we talked a little bit about this last week is you know, identifying the thoughts that are going through your head and the agreements that are being made or the projections or the judgments, and then starting to organize that as, you know, is that coming from my inner child or my inner parent? Who is my inner parent? You know, oftentimes our inner parent is an internalized version of the parenting we received. And then in the reconstruction of the inner parent, we end up uh, creating um, an ideal in our parent, one that we choose um, and we set boundaries with the internalized parent that we, we received. Because oftentimes it's not 
really serving us currently. Um, so all these practices are super, super incredible. So I hope that was a uh, very uh, quick run through here today, but all these practices help, you know, make that inner guiding intelligence much more clear. And it's really a way to integrate, um, you know, when these challenging moments come up, because it's not like they're not going to happen right? It's important to know how to move through these states and acknowledge them and validate that they're there and then knowing how to work with them. So I hope, I hope that was helpful. And if you have any questions, please reach out. And if you are looking for, um, a trauma-informed ayahuasca preparation and integration coach, someone you want to work with one-on-one, to help you with your goals, you know, whether that's, um, you know, accessing more of the divine self, wanting to manifest, you know, the relationship of your dreams, the career of your dreams, whatever it is in your life, you're wanting emotional sovereignty, being able to, you know, feel more in control of your experience. Um, those are all things that I can help with and, and so much more. So if you're interested, please reach out. I'll leave the link below to uh, fill out a form and we can meet and uh, have a session together and then go from there. Um, but thank you guys so much for returning back to the channel and the podcast. And as always, remember why you came here. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.